No, I didn't say I love you too. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm a jerk. Okay, Can well, you do don't it again? Bother flying in tomorrow then. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today, we are celebrating a pretty big milestone. We are celebrating one year on Poshmark and kind of going to give a overview of our first year being resellers and kind of our best moments. Yes. We've both started last spring, so we officially hit a year this month, and we have want to hit the highlights, we want to give you some advice, and then we also want to set, look, look forward into the future. What are we going to be dreaming of for next year? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Before we get into all of that, we received the sweetest review this week. I think, Taylor, you initially saw it and sent it to me, and... It is just so nice, and it's just so wonderful. Sometimes when we are recording this, it's like, are we just talking into a void? So we love to hear from you guys and kind of get your feedback to know that you're listening. Uh, We really appreciate that. So we wanted to read the review today. But yes, okay, so this is on our Apple podcast. If you search our podcast, there's rating and reviews on there. And we received a five-star review. Um, The title is, This Podcast is Such a Gem. And then she goes on to say, Since starting on my Poshmark journey, I have been looking for a good Poshmark reselling podcast and wasn't quite jazzed about what I found out there until I came across Sisters Who Posh. Taylor and Maddie have the most wonderful energy, refreshing honesty, and are super genuine. They don't take themselves too seriously, but take their audience's time seriously. I appreciate that they actually put the work in to offer a structured episode that brings value to listeners while still being really fun to listen to. I find myself laughing a lot and also taking a lot of notes. A must listen. Like, that is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to us. (laughs) So nice. We love that just like honestly made our week and it's such a highlight for us to record these episodes just like doing it together anyway. So the fact that people are getting value from this also and enjoying it is just so wonderful to hear. Um, We really appreciate reviews and ratings on like Apple podcast. Um, It helps other listeners find our podcast. So definitely if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please feel free to leave us five-star review as well. So what else is going on this week? I not too much is new, honestly, but one thing I did do is I've been on a little bit delayed late spring cleaning kick where I went through my own clothes in my closet and I made some serious cuts. I really (laughs) out with the old and with the new, I kind of, um, I know I've mentioned on the podcast before that before going full-time on posh, I worked retail as a manager 
So I have a lot of clothes that I've collected over like the almost 10 years I worked at the mall. I finally went through, I kind of just decided I'm at a turning point in my life. I kind of want to relook at my wardrobe. And I think for a long time, I always like had a ton of different clothes to wear all the time. And I kind of want to pare it down and just have more of a capsule wardrobe where I only have things that all kind of go together and that I actually love wearing, which realistically I pretty much wear probably the same few items like over and over and over again. And then I just have to dig through all my other clothes all the time. And now that I have my Poshmark, I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity. I'm just going to kind of clear this out and start fresh. And if I ever want to wear the clothes again, they'll still be listed in my Poshmark. I can always borrow from that in the meantime, <laughs> but kind of give it a fresh start. So with that being said, I think I've listed, I listed like 10 items one day. I listed 35 items the next day. And I still have like 30 more items to list from my own closet. So that's been keeping me busy. Wow. Kind of took the place of my sourcing this week. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you'll have to keep us updated on the capsule closet. Yeah. You end up it's a whole hole you can go down on with on like YouTube. There's tons of videos people have made about capsule wardrobes. And yeah. I just really like that idea. Cause like I said, like I don't know. I've never never been like I feel like working at the mall, I did buy a lot of trendier pieces, but then it's like I wouldn't wear them that often. And just like going forward, I'm like the things I like are just more like basics and just like yeah. Outfits that still look pulled together, but are a little more like simple and minimal. So I'm going to try it out. Yeah. And it's different when you like were working at the mall, you would get all these like discounts and then you could like yes. stack it with the clearance section. So like you'd always, it was so easy to get things for so cheap. I would buy I so like. much just because I'd be like, well, this is, I, I would be the, the one there marking things down a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this shirt. And with my discount, like I'm buying, I bought like probably half of my clothes just because I'm like, oh, I kind of like, I like it. And it's a really good deal. Like it's like a few dollars. So yeah, kind of a different perspective now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And with, I, with how often we go thrifting, like, I feel like I can like thrift some of my own clothes too. And then like, yeah, really invest in some pieces that I really like rather than I feel like it all would be like the same cost overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. You're kind of inspiring me to have a long look in the mirror at some of my clothes as well. (laughs) Some have been hanging on for like years. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) some of it doesn't fit. It's like, why am I torturing myself? That's a big part of it too. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) I want only things in my closet that go together that I feel confident and like fit me well right now. And yeah, I have definitely a few jeans where I'm like, oh, like those will definitely fit again, but like maybe not. So <laughs> what about you? What's new this week? Um, a little bit of an opposite note. <laughs> I have been buying stuff on Poshmark for myself <laughs> this week. It's kind of exciting just with where things are at in the world. Everything's kind of opening up a little bit more people are having weddings again. So we have, I think, three weddings this kind of wedding season, I guess, and just have nothing to wear. So I actually thrift or not thrifted. I got two dresses on Poshmark this past week and they both arrived and I love them both. And I'm so excited. And 
I don't know. I feel like before Poshmark, I'm just like so cheap where I probably would have just like worn something I already had and like not felt confident and just like whatever. But I bought these two dresses and my plan is probably to like resell them after I wear them maybe yeah. like once or twice. And like, even if I still like don't get all of my money back, it's like, okay, well, I like needed something to wear. So I'm really loving that aspect of being on Poshmark. It just like, I don't know. I feel like I look at buying clothes for myself differently now too. Like I feel like it's easier to spend a little bit of money on yourself when you can like, oh, I can always just resell this and get some or all of the money back. So I'm very excited about that. Definitely. I feel like that goes hand in hand with what we were just saying with me always having a discount working at the mall. Um, for whatever stores I worked for, like when I worked at H&M, like almost all my clothes are from H&M because I would get such a good deal. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just not ready to pay full price for things yet. So I feel like Poshmark <laughs> totally bridges the gap where you can still get um, clothes yes. for a really good deal. Um, so I think, yeah, I'll definitely be shopping on there a lot too. I We just actually, my husband and I, our wedding photographer was randomly in Arizona for a different a photo shoot she was doing with a different couple and she was like hey if you guys need updated pictures and i i bought one of the dresses or the dress i wore for those pictures on poshmark too it's like the perfect that's thing awesome. and i'm gonna resell it too after so. yeah that's so cool yeah i had a couple um credits for people like using my code when they signed up for poshmark so it yes. was a great use of those codes too like if you're telling your friends about Poshmark, have them use your code or you could use our codes, shop with Maddie 27 or Taylor J always available. If you yes. Want <laughs> <laughs> and then they get $10 credit. And then once they make a purchase, you get the $10 credit too. So um, definitely an incentive to shop on Posh as well. For sure. Really good deal. So that brings us to our next segment, one of our new segments, which is our Posh News Update. Each week, we will give you guys an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, anything like that, or in the reseller community. So our update this week is a new feature on Poshmark where you can start by relevancy. Yes. So normally when you are shopping on Poshmark, you can see the search results a few different ways. The most popular is always, I think what it defaults to is just shared. So that's why it's so important to share your closet. When you're searching for, when people are searching for items to buy, it automatically sorts by um, the items that were shared the most recently. And then the other one people used to shop with a lot is just in. So it would show like the newest items that have hit Poshmark. But now there is one that's for relevance, which is more similar to like how I guess it works on like if you're shopping on a retail website, like if you if you sort if you search for like black lace dress, it'll show you the most relevant search results, like the the items that use Key those words, words yeah. yeah, in their description. Whereas on Poshmark, it would show like the ones that were in your description, but also the ones that were shared the most recently too was like more of a key factor. So this is huge for Poshmark because I feel like as a customer shopping, that will help you find like the item most closely resembling what you're looking for. Even if it hasn't been shared since like two months ago or something, we did a little test yeah. run experimentation before we started recording this. And yeah, one of the 
Maddie was looking for a certain dress. And one of the ones that popped up when you sort by relevance, like hadn't been shared since like March. So yeah. very different that they have this option. I feel like that will be a way people will want to shop right now. It's still defaulting to just shared. So as of now, we are not changing our stance. It's so important to share your closet. It's the way most people are seeing items first, but this might change things down the line if it's going to be more about relevance. Like I'm thinking about myself and we know about my listing descriptions. <laughs> it's going to be more important than ever to make sure you're having all the key buzzwords in there because I feel like personally, like I am someone that like regularly shares my closet, especially now that I'm full-time a few times a day. But if people can sort by relevance, then I do need to make sure that my descriptions are up to par. True. Yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, when you're trying to find like a stock photo for something and you can't find it, I feel like this is going to help with that. Like from a reseller perspective, when it's like a random anthropology shirt from like six years ago. (laughs) That will really help for finding stock photos on Poshmark. Yeah. So that's going to be nice from that perspective. I agree. Like since this isn't the default way like you have to change your settings for this to um be applied for yeah for it to be applied so like we're we are still exactly what you said sharing our closet as much as possible do you think as now that i'm just buying up a storm on poshmark i will probably yes when i'm shopping use the sort by relevance feature and definitely for stock photos i feel like that is going to be a game changer of finding these one-off items, you know? Yes. So our next segment is our Q&A listener questions and answers. (laughs) Yes. And this week, the question is, do you feel like running a sale on your closet works slash is it worth it? Yes. So... I feel like first, a little disclaimer, I wouldn't say either of us are like the sale experts on Poshmark. I feel like we've kind of only dabbled in it a little bit. So we definitely need to do a little more experimenting before I would feel really good about giving advice on like, yes, you should do this kind of sale and (laughs) X, Y, Z. And this is my method. We both, I think, only ran one or two sales. twice, yeah. Yeah, just kind of toying around with what, what has worked. I think we have learned a little bit, so we'll share that advice, but I just did want to give a quick disclaimer. (laughs) We're not the pros on the sales. (laughs) Yeah. I'm running like an actual promotional sale in your closet, but just some thoughts to like start us off. I feel like one thing that's deterred me from like running sales in my closet is I, the, the place I see people advertising for sales the most is usually on Instagram. And both of us just kind of started our Instagrams that are, are like yeah. reselling accounts on there more recently. And we don't have a very big following on theirs. And a lot of the people that do follow us are just other resellers at this point. <laughs> so I feel like if I were to be advertising like, hey guys, I'm having a two for $25 sale. Like, I don't know if that I would get any people looking at my closet from that. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's been a big deterrent for me of being like, oh, I don't really have anywhere to like promote this sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think both of us, the sales we have ran have been like two for 25 or like two for 30 kind of style sales. Mm-hmm. What we've done for these is we don't update the price on Poshmark. We just update in the description, adding like two for 20 to the beginning. So like 
two for yeah, to the title dash Levi's straight jeans or something to the title. Yes. That way, once the sale is over, then we don't have to change all the prices back. We can just delete the like two for 25 wording. And then yeah. also it kind of shows since we don't have the big Instagram following, like if someone's just like casually looking and like sees your item in their search, they'll see the like two for 25 in the title. So maybe then they'll find another item from your closet that they want is kind of the idea. And both of us have had some success for this. I think you typically have more bundles just naturally than I do. I've noticed it's just having more items listed in your closet. Yeah. I think that also is a factor. You have to have enough items to choose from for a sale. That's a really good point. But this is a great way to get some bundle sales going. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing though, so typically say we're doing like a two for 25 sale. Maybe originally we had the item listed for like $20 or something. I feel like it kind of like cheapens the items because like then if someone were to see that one item and they just want that one single item, then they'll probably be like, oh, well, you can give it to me for $12. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Where then it's like, well, no, I kind of want like 17 <laughs> <laughs> So kind of defer- like deterred me from keeping the sales running for like a long time usually okay, we've only done this a couple of times, but when we have done it, we've only left the sale on the closet. Well, speak for yourself because that one two for 25 sale I ran, I, I think I True. messed up there. I think I left it up way too long where it did because I did have that too where then people would the offer me like $10 for some of these items that were part of the sale. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think if you are running a sale, like what Maddie said, that's what you should do is like only leave it up for like Even a if designated you no week or something. Yeah. Yeah take it back down because you don't want to make it devalue the items. Yeah. We have, when we had sales, tried this where we send a message to the people who liked an item. So say you have this pair of jeans that's part of the two for 25 sale. We'll go back and like send them a message saying, hey, I like noticed you like this item. I mean, a sale on my closet that includes this item. So if there's another item that you like, I could get you both for 25 especially if say those jeans were marked at like $20 that's like a pretty big incentive like only for a few more dollars they can get a whole nother item and then they kind of like know about the sale like we'll then go like in your closet at least like like some other stuff so I think if you're having a sale that would be a good way to get people to know about it if you don't have a big like Instagram following yeah I think even like when we've run sales before too, for sure message the people that have liked items that are in the sale, but don't even be afraid to message people that have just liked other items in your closet. I think you could make a copy paste message that was just like, hey, just so you know, I'm running a sale. Some items are two for 25, just to try to let people know about it. True. Um, because like otherwise, the new like coming in. Yeah. And the other only, like really the only other thing we do to promote the sale is I think we'll, I will either make a slide like or a make a listing. listing. Yeah, yeah. Make a listing that's actually not for sale or a listing that's like a certain price or whatever that just basically the screen of it says two for 25 sales, select items. Um, just so you yeah. can share that listing on Poshmark and that can get the word out about your sale. And I know if you Google like two for $25 Poshmark sale, 
you can find like other ones yeah. other people have made on Google Images. So that's a good way to do it too if you're not feeling like a total graphic designer. That's um, what I did the easy way. <laughs> yeah. What I've done too, it's like, it's pretty easy too, is you can honestly just on an Instagram story, like type out two for $25 sale and like add a picture behind it that you want oh, to use or something and just screenshot that and use that. That's kind That's of like a, a idea. easy editing tool. <laughs> we uh, all know how to design for already. dummies kind of style. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think both of us should try another sale again it's been a while since we've done it i know i was almost considering doing a memorial day weekend one here but i don't know what it would be but i'm still considering it so check out my closet if you check <laughs> there it may out. be a sale there may or may not be a sale <laughs> <laughs> on our closets at all times is a bundle deal feature so if anyone puts three items in their bundle it'll automatically automatically give them like 15% off and you can change the specifics of like the number of items and the percentage in your settings. You could almost just do like the sale that way. If you were having like a 50% off sale. True. If you bought yeah. two items, <laughs> that would be really easy. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't have anything in your closet that you want to exclude from the True. sale, that would be an easy <laughs> yeah. way to do it. Maybe I'll do like a Memorial Day sale. Well, I don't know if I want to do it, but if I did like half off everything or something just for a weekend. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. I might regret it, but it might help me clear things out and make my May goal. So we'll have to see. Wow. The suspense of what what's she going to do? We don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to think, have we done any other kind of sale? I feel like I've done the bundle sale. That's the only one I can remember doing. I've only but, done the two for 25. I know other people have done like a name your price sale and they'll accept any offer as long as they like don't lose money on the item. So I think if, if that would be a good way to like clear out inventory. Yeah. I've seen um, that one. I've seen like just a generic percentage off your whole closet. Um, yep. I've seen like kind of like a, kind of almost what are they called like a ladder deal kind of thing where it's like two items that this person off three mm -hmm. items that this person off i kind of think some of those can be a little confusing for posh yeah and i would recommend doing more simple sale if possible because definitely something you could just easily put in the just like the title yeah that explains it so it's easy for the buyer to know what to do i've I seen people use a certain emoji and be like anything with the oh yeah this emoji is part of it yeah i've seen people do that we're still toying around with that we definitely want to have more sales but yeah it's just tricky to know what what will work what won't work yeah i feel like we got to be more adventurous trying different kinds of sales and being okay with if the sale doesn't work i feel like one time i ran a sale and didn't sell anything <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> and that, that happen. happens like whatever yeah. try, it, try it again later try something new so I think that's the big takeaway from the sale I don't I wouldn't like bank on a sale by any means at this point we haven't had that good of it's kind of hard to have a goal with a sale of like oh yeah I make this much money off this sale because it's like mm, I don't know yeah we haven't dialed that in enough yet <laughs> you can't like predict what other people are gonna do but definitely something to try I would say and just make sure that the price point you're setting at is still going to be a good flip for you. Yeah, you don't want to lose money. Yeah, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> Beware. <laughs>
All right, so that brings us to the main event of today's episode, our year in review for our first year on Poshmark. Yeah, so we'll be taking a little trip down memory lane today of kind of the big moments of our first year as resellers. We both started last uh, spring. I believe you started in about April and I started Memorial Day weekend. So we're at the one-year mark. I feel like we've come a long way and this kind of came out of nowhere as it started as like a little hobby and then it kind of became like our favorite thing to do and talk about and it's really taken off for us. So it's been exciting. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. So we just wanted to start by just highlighting some of our best memories, best moments from the year. So I guess what sticks out to me first is like what's freshest is going full-time. Yes. I technically went full-time before hitting a year on Poshmark. I, I, my last day at my job um, before this was March 22nd, I think. So ever since then I've officially been full-time on Posh and I'm in like loving it so far. So it's, I'm I'm really excited for this next year too, to kind of see what it looks like in comparison from part-time to full-time. But yeah, that's like a major highlight for me. I will never forget like the day when I like made the decision and actually like, it was just like so scary, like actually (laughs) talking to my boss about it. I really like loved my job before this too. And everyone I worked with there. So it was like a tough decision, but I'm so happy I did it. And I feel like so excited about being a full-time reseller. Yeah. I remember like early on we would be like, oh my gosh, can you believe that some people do this full time? That's so crazy. And then like a couple months go by and we're like, wait, I really want to do this full time. Yeah. (laughs) And then being like, okay, I'll do it when I get to a certain amount of money or uh, a a certain amount. And at some point we were just like, I'm just going to try it. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely, I would say the highlight of the year um, was you going full time, such a big step. And I definitely think the right decision. You're killing it. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Thank you. It's really it's just the beginning. Just the beginning. All right. To follow that up. <laughs> do not downplay your best memories. I don't like when you do this on the pod. All right. A big moment for me, which looking back, this is like the moment that sticks out to me as like one of the most exciting days on Poshmark. I was out thrifting at my favorite Goodwill in Chicago and the stars aligned, like something was going on. And I found literally like 12 pairs, like not exaggerating at all, 12 pairs of Madewell jeans. Like some of them were new with tags. Like I know were like high-waisted, cool, like variety of sizes, variety of like styles. And I was like, I would pick up one and I like would go through down and like there would be another one and I just like went crazy and got them all and I was so excited and I like they all were like reasonably priced like no regrets or anything that was like at the time definitely my like biggest haul to date (laughs) of thrifting and I just remember like going home being so excited about them and listing a bunch right away I kept a pair for myself which like I had never owned Madewell jeans like I just like never spend money on my own clothes like I can't couldn't imagine like paying that much so that was like so exciting to like keep one for myself for like ten dollars and 
I remember like we went, me and my husband went to the botanical gardens in or like right outside of Chicago and like the sales were coming in like while I was there. It was like the perfect day and it was just so exciting. Like I just remember even like the Instagram picture you took of them all. It just looked so cool and so legit as a reseller to have like you had the classic picture yeah. of them all laid out where you could see all the made well, made well, made well, like all lined up. <laughs> I'm like, we'd only um, like dreamed of seeing like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> that it was made no sense. Like we had never found anything like that before. And that was, yeah, that was no, huge. I've never seen anything like that before. It's like, are you at Madewell right now? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> never forget that. So another memory that sticks out to me, which is like super exciting was it's kind of a timely topic because it's Memorial Day weekend again. And I just will never forget last year, Memorial Day weekend, because you just had joined Poshmark, Maddie. Yeah. And that was probably like one of my best sales weekends I've ever had. And I got to give a little shout out here because when me and Maddie first got started on Poshmark, we did the classic. We started following people on Instagram. We started falling down this whole hole with reselling. And one of the resources we found was a podcast called Poshing Together, which it's a, it was a podcast. I don't think she makes episodes anymore, but her name is Christina Deans, See Deans Journey on Posh on Instagram, if you're interested in following. But she has a really good podcast. And one of the topics she talked about that we re had recently listened to at the time was all about her routine for closet clear out and how on a closet. I think before that I kept seeing the headline of closet clear out on the top of my notifications, but I never really like knew what it meant or like how you yeah let people know about it. I thought it was just like luck of the draw. If, like someone happened to buy something that day in the way that they wanted where you dropped the price, but she had a tactic where if anyone liked an item, um, she would add the item to her, their bundle and then actually kind of send the closet clear out messages like a pitch of why they should buy it extra incentive to get the discounted shipping that she didn't have to pay for. And this was like game changing at the time because I had never done this. And I remember it was Memorial Day weekend and I not, I didn't just do it on the recent likes. Like I went back to my whole closet on every like that like Thursday and or whatever day of the week it was and just sent, I sent the the closet clear up message being like, Hey, if you want this item, I'm willing to drop the price to X amount of dollars. And then Poshmark will trigger a shipping discount. Are you interested? We still use the same exact phrasing that we learned from Christina in that podcast. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> yeah. People were buying, like it was the most sales I've ever made. I, I think it was before I even had my own reselling dedicated Instagram. So I don't have a picture of it, but I remember I took a picture of like the posh stack and up until that point, I'd seen other resellers on Instagram that were like further ahead than me posting like, like their stack pics, I guess, of like all their posh yeah. they were sending out. And it always just seemed like, oh my gosh, I only sell like one thing a week really or something. Like I'll never have a picture like that. And that Memorial Day weekend and using her tip, I had probably like 25 packages, which is, I mean, that's still a lot. I barely that's ever, insane. I don't think I've ever had that many since. Yeah. Where when I had them all ready to ship out, I got to take a posh package pick like that. I didn't even have Instagram. I only probably sent it to you, but <laughs> I was still so excited. And yeah, I'll just always think about that. It was like, a, I think 
looking back, like at the time, it just was like really exciting. But looking back, I'm like, that's one of the moments where I'm like, maybe I could do a full time. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of a cool moment. So motivating. And like, that was right when I started too. So like, from my perspective, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) yeah, I got to get in on this. Do this. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a big moment. And yeah, highly recommend checking out Poshing Together Christina's podcast. I think she mentions she's a teacher for her full-time job, which definitely shows in the podcast. It's really educational. Um, if you are newer to reselling and you know, our one week episodes are just not enough for you. So definitely check that out as well. Yes. I remember because last summer she was releasing new episodes like every week. So every week we would like tune in and then we would like talk about it, apply some of the tips and yeah, she's really down to earth and really gives like a really realistic approach. I think that's, it's, it's really cool following resellers for like inspiration and motivation, but I really love how she, she breaks it down and has a really clear outline. It's almost like a how-to manual for some different processes like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Her podcast definitely kind of inspired us to start our own reselling podcast. And we had for a couple years wanted to start a podcast and just didn't really know what topic to talk about or really like where to go with it and getting into Poshmark and both kind of falling in love with it so much right away. It just kind of made sense to make the podcast about reselling, um, which has been a huge part of our reselling first year. Uh, It's definitely kind of held us accountable, I would say. (laughs) It's really helped with the goal setting because every month that we made the podcast, we have had a monthly goal and I feel like it does keep us on track. Yes. Yeah. Giving us check-ins on a weekly basis. We love listening to podcasts when we're working or when we're just doing dishes or whatever it might be or in the car. Like I feel like we both love podcasts and we wanted to start our own because we did talk on the phone so much and but we weren't sure what quite to make it about. So I think, yeah, when we look back at this year, it'll be, it's, it's such a cool thing that we have like some of our memories with the beginning of our Poshmark recorded to look back on. It's already been so fun. And we definitely want to do an episode in the future where we listen to some of our early episodes, maybe like point out like, oh, that's still really good advice, tried and true. And maybe be like, mm, I don't know if we stand by that anymore. Um, <laughs> just because we did start the podcast like really short after starting our closet. So yeah, you've been learning with us the whole time. You didn't miss anything really. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Another kind of big moment from this year has been our relationship with social media has kind of changed. So I think both of us have, I feel like it's normal. It's just like such a thing where, you know, people are so addicted to social media and their phones, us included, where you can just kind of catch yourself scrolling, 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 checking in, checking in on everyone from high school, checking in on everyone from everywhere you've ever met and just like really mindless. And I think we've, it's just been like fun that like, because Poshmark technically is a social media platform. Plus like there's so much Instagram Poshmark content. And I feel like I, we just like feel like it's much like a healthier relationship with social media that we're going to social media to be like inspired and to like see what's going on and kind of connect with 
uh, network of people that are doing the same thing as us rather than just like scrolling and scrolling and being a fly on the wall and like maybe having negative thoughts about what you're seeing. And I don't know, it can just to be honest, it can be kind of like a negative place, but I like loved the whole reselling subsect of social media. And I yeah. feel like now when I'm on my phone, it feels like I'm doing something productive or I'm checking in on my actual Poshmark business and using entrepreneurial skills like that more than just like wasting time. And that's been like really cool in the last year of that shift, I think for both of us. Yeah. I think especially like, even when, like sometimes when I'm relaxed and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to watch TV for a while. Like I'll just naturally like have my phone out and like, while you're watching TV, like just be on your phone. Mm -hmm. And like, even if I'm still doing that now, if I'm doing it, like things on Poshmark or like sharing my closet or looking at like other resellers, like tips on Instagram, it just feels so like you were saying, like so much healthier than like, it's like fulfilling. Not yeah. Like I feel like time. I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm like adding exactly, exactly. Another big highlight from our first year as resellers, which maybe to the listeners is a sour point, but the big Arizona trip we had in the fall. Yes, business <laughs> trip. So last fall, I went to Arizona and visited Taylor and our other sister, Macy, who lived there. And if you've listening to the podcast for a while you know that's when season one kind of just abruptly ended we're sorry it won't happen again but that trip was just so much fun it was like unlike any other trip we've kind of had together where it was like Poshmark and thrifting um all together which was just so much fun to like kind of have something new that we bonded over. Like we're all so close anyway, but like just having like this whole new area that we like super into is just so much fun. Yeah. And it was like, like we were all totally equally as excited to like, we're going to go to the bins for the first time, or we're going to go to last chance or yeah. wherever we might go. We got to check out some new territory together and it was really, really, really fun um, having a trip like that. I know we both said like, maybe we need to like check out a new city where we like go do the same thing. Or I'm excited now that you yeah. live in Dallas to go do the same thing there. Or even if we're back home in Wisconsin at some point, we can kind of yeah. check out those areas. And I feel like, yeah, like we've mentioned this before, but it just adds a whole different element to like any trip you take. Cause I feel like I'll always want to pop in at least to one thrift store going forward. Oh yeah. That's like how we judge a city now where we're like, oh yeah, the thrifting was really good there. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the food. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still the food. Who are we kidding? But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another element. Then our last memory that sticks out to us, kind of just an overarching recap of the year. Overall in the year, we did keep both of us kept improving on our closets. It's like so cool to listen to our first episodes because like the goals now to then are so different. And, you know, yeah. even though we had some ups and downs along the way, or like, you know, I think I took like a full With month a off at break. one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the overall progress was moving the right direction and our sales overall continued to grow and grow and grow every month. So if you're just starting out, definitely stick with it. 
yeah, you got to start somewhere. And for us, and I think the experience of most people on there, it, you, you do get better and better with time. Yep. Definitely. So now that we are one year veterans, you know, we've been around the block once. <laughs> what is your kind of biggest advice that maybe you wish you could tell yourself one year ago, you? Yeah. So I think the biggest advice, if I could tell a year ago, Tay, would be it's really important to keep the cost per item low enough where you can get a good flip. I think early on, you know, I think when you're starting out, of course, you're going to make a few more mistakes, like with the sourcing. But I think overall, if I would have just like had more of a cutoff price for some certain things and really stuck to it, I feel like that would have been really beneficial. Because I, I can think of like, a, a, the, I think the first like three times I ever went thrifting to a Goodwill, there was at least a few items where I would definitely pass on them now. So mm, <laughs> I think yeah. and, and mainly because of the cost, like, it's like, I still like the items, but it's like the cost was too high to flip on. I remember like last week you were talking about the free people body suits and you're like, <laughs> yeah, $13 is too high for me to pay for a free yeah. people body suit at this point. But we didn't know that at the time. So I think, yeah, check your comps and be really realistic as far as how much you should be spending on it so that you're not taking a bigger risk than you need to. Definitely. Kind of to go along with that, if you're just like not sure about an item at the store, just don't buy it. And don't feel remorse for not buying it. If you're on the fence, it's probably like wasn't meant to be and just like move on to the next. In Chicago, I really only went to one thrift store and like got all my inventory there so like you can go back all the time yeah you can go back to the same store like every week and still get lots of items so um not getting hung up on things maybe oh should i have i bought this or not or in the moment not being sure and just buying it like maybe i shouldn't have bought it um i think is big advice i wish i would have yeah taken earlier perfectly ties into the cost thing too where it's like yeah I'd be on the fence being like oh it's a really good brand so I guess I should buy it and it's like if you can't flip it like if you're having a bad gut feeling just listen to your heart don't do it (laughs) exactly other biggest advice for our year ago selves I think there's so many different tasks that you can get distracted with on Poshmark and like I would just say if you're just starting out and you're just learning the app, there's so many different things you could focus on within the Poshmark app, but the most important ones to focus on all the time, and when you're just starting out especially, is just consistently sharing your closet multiple times a day, and anytime anyone likes an item, personally reaching out to them with a comment and an offer with a small discount. I think when we when you first start on Poshmark, it's almost hard to remember now because we we are just so deep into it. But the app is a little confusing when you first start. There's like parties going on. There's like um, uh, the ambassador program. There's like all these different things that you're you getting like, all these oh. notifications of people like following you. Like, yeah, you're like, should I be following people back? Like, and yeah. I think I I mean when you first start, I did all of that stuff. Yeah, and. I wish I would have just spent almost all my time just sharing my own listings and reaching out to the people that had liked them. Those are the most important. Everything else doesn't matter. (laughs) Definitely. All right. So now looking forward another year, I'm kind of getting inspiration from that 
Billie Eilish interview she does every year where she answers the Vanity Fair. Yes. (laughs) And like every year she gets like even bigger than she even expected the year before. And it's like just fun to look back on. So I feel like it's going to be the same for us. Like, (laughs) yeah, maybe we'll do this episode next year. If we're still doing podcasts, I'm sure we we will. Oh, yeah, Um, for sure. So looking forward a year from now kind of where where do you see your closet being what are kind of your hopes for shop taylor j okay so i took the the leap to full time and i've been working on trying to scale up my monthly earnings to better replace my income i was making at my last job obviously ideally 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 i would like love to be like matching my old salary but realistically i would like to be making five thousand dollars a month in sales by this time yeah. next year, like pretty consistently. So I got some work to do there, but that's looking ahead. That's like where I would love to be by next this time next year. And then the other thing I would like to improve for next year, by this time next year, I would love to be consistently cross-listing to multiple platforms. I think it's just better than having all your eggs in one basket to diversify a little bit and have all your listings available to multiple audiences. And that's something that I've like barely dabbled in at all in my first year. So yeah. I think those two things would be, I'd be so super proud if I was hitting both those two goals by next year. What about you? Definitely. Those are good goals. I think for me, now that I've transitioned from, oh, this should have been a big highlight for us is transitioning from the one bedroom apartments to the house setup. True. It's a top moment. That's definitely changed our posh marks. I honestly blocked out the apartment. Sorry like, for bringing it up. <laughs> I can't even remember how we used to store everything. <laughs> but yeah, now having more room for my closet, I a big goal for me is to increase the size of my closet. So I think right now I'm at about 220 listings on Poshmark. I ideally would like to double that. I obviously want to like increase my sales number, but I think for me right now, just having, having more listings available about kind of opens up like people bundling and is just going to help my sales number. So I think I want to double my size by next year. um, So then I can kind of double hopefully my earnings also think that would be an awesome spot to be in it would it wouldn't be like too overwhelming as like a part-time person I think having 400 listings but I can definitely take on some more inventory yeah definitely the space helps (laughs) yeah (laughs) get it scaled up for 2022 I love it so then we have a couple bucket items that are reselling related so, yeah, so I don't know if these all happen in the next year, yeah. but like there are things that we like think about, we talk about off the podcast a lot that we want to try out. <laughs> yeah. So the first one is we've seen other buy a palette of inventory or like Nordstrom palettes where it's like a thousand items in just like a huge box palette that arrives at your house. Uh, of inventory to go through and we've watched like YouTube videos and things like that of other people's and it seems like such a huge undertaking but we've kind of talked 
at length about if we got <laughs> one, we would do it together and like potentially one of us set up the a others. third yeah. account for the for the palette. <laughs> I'm yeah, we like we see people do it and we're like, okay, I just want to like try it. I can't really see us. I I know some people regularly. Like regularly eat those. Yeah, I think that's not really something we're interested in doing all the time. But I feel like we just want to experience. It. Yeah. And I know the it's a pretty big upfront cost to do it. Yeah. Um, and you have to like bid on the items. And I think for most of them, you actually have to have like a business license. So we'd have to like get all our ducks in a row with everything there as far as yeah. the cost and as far as the business license. But yeah, we're picturing like one of us comes to the other one's house for like a week and like the pallet comes like arrives on the forklift. <laughs> and then we just go to town listing that whole weekend and, you know, try to make back our costs and make some profit yeah. too. I think we could do it, but yeah. we're scared a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely on our bucket list. If we end up doing it, obviously that'll be just like a whole experience Episode, for the, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But we've seen that a lot of people make a lot of money with the palettes. Sometimes people buy the palettes and do like just mystery boxes with them and like mm -hmm. take out just some select items so it, i feel like it would just be a totally different sourcing experience for us so yes definitely we're on our gonna list. try it at some point we're putting it out there now don't know when don't know how don't know where but <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> yes another thing that we want to try on our bucket list is posh fest in person i feel like Yes. We, I feel like it was such a good activity to join Poshmark during the last year with everything going on, but we did get kind of, we kind of missed out with the Posh Fest experience since it was virtual last year. So I'm not sure what the plans are for Posh Fest this year, if they're going to have it or what they're going to do, but next time it's in person, we got to go. We're going. Like we eat it up. We would be so excited. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We want to attend the sessions. We want to like meet other people that do Poshmark and... Yeah. Also thrift in whatever city it's in, like we said. So. <laughs> oh man, like everyone would be out though. <laughs> True, it's probably going to be really picked over. <laughs> Dang <That's> it. <laughs> well, well, no, we should just go a little bit early. Oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we know some secret spots, maybe. Let's do posh meetup before. <laughs> yes, we'll go. We'll come in a few days early. Yeah. 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 Love it. Another one of our bucket list items, which we talked about kind of as a highlight for the year, but is to just keep thrifting in new areas. So like if we're, I'm almost thinking some of these weddings I'm going to that are like in different locations, maybe just popping into a thrift store. Like, cool. Because where are you going this year? I'm going to Kansas City, Chicago and Des Moines, Iowa. So Love kind it. of variety. Oh, you know, when I'm in Chicago, I'm going back to that Goodwill. Like, oh, you already missed it. Come on. Relapsing. Relapsing, um, yeah. Also, I'm I... going to North Carolina in the fall, just on oh, like a yeah. vacation. So definitely going to try out some places there. I've heard the thrifting there is very good. So yeah. Yeah. I know I'll also be in Kansas City when you're there for that one wedding. So we'll might have True. to start a thrift store. That'll be really fun. Um, and then I think I have a wedding in, I have a couple in Wisconsin, so I'll be back, bopping back and forth there all the time. And then also uh, St. Louis. I've never been thrifting there. So I'm kind of excited to check Ooh. that out. 
Yeah, we'll have to give some updates on these new cities. (laughs) Yes. This kind of goes hand in hand with our next bucket list item, but um, we were both kind of recapping our reports from last year. And one of the things that is a column on the Posh sales report that you can run just on Poshmark in your seller tools is your sales report. And one of the tabs in it is it shows like all the states that you've sold items in. And I, we've seen people, other people on Poshmark, like have like in their, like wherever they posh from, like in their posh office or, you know, wherever they have their computer or whatever, um, they have like a map of the United States and then they like color in the States that they've like sold items to. And I kind of want to make yes. one because I was kind of, I, I guess I never really look too closely at the labels, but it would just be interesting to get to that milestone of having sold something to every state. Every state. True. It's giving me like flashbacks to our stepmom, Kristen. On one family vacation, she printed out those maps and we would like mark them off when we saw the license plates. Yes. (laughs) It's like same vibe. Oh my gosh. And that was really fun at the time. (laughs) Yes. It's it's like that. Just like kind of a little little, um, fun side activity you have going on. Yeah. Cute decoration for your posh room if you have one. True. That what came to my mind is do you remember when those state quarters came out? Oh, and yeah. Did we get it from our grandparents um, yeah. at our mom's house? But we each had like one of those fold out like maps. maps of the United States, and then you each had a little hole to put the quarter in. That Let us know like if you had one of those. Thing with the quarters collecting, some were like rare. <laughs> yeah, I remember in school, in art class in school, they like we like filled out the form for the Wisconsin one to like design one as part of the wow yeah none of us won so (laughs) that's hilarious yeah so those are kind of some of our our um bucket list items and some of our goals for next year this week we decided we are not going to give a goals update because just to pull back the curtain a little bit, we are recording really close to when we recorded our last episode that went up because as we said, Maddie's going to be in Phoenix and we're being more prepared this time. We're being guys. more prepared. We have an episode ready to go for next week for, for, for when she's here. So we can just yep. focus on hanging out and thrifting and all that jazz and recording some new episodes. We're excited to finish out May and We'll give an update, uh, kind of where we ended up for May, and then set our June goals as well in um, our next episode. Yeah, yeah. So I guess when this comes out, May will be over. You'll Memorial Day. Will Taylor have the sale or not? We'll Wish us out. the best. Yeah, like our fate's already sealed by the time you're hearing this. Hopefully, we both made it. As of now, it's not looking too good, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also, we remembered. Oh, we you didn't tell them about um, how you have to turn your closet on vacation mode. So oh you're losing- yeah. This whole month, I've been projecting as if I have all 31 days, and I have to turn my That's closet not on. The case. <laughs> yeah. But tomorrow is Friday. I am gonna do recloth collections Friday method of sending kind of like the deeper discounts on Friday. I'm gonna do it right away in the morning. Uh, my flight isn't until later tomorrow, so last ditch effort to make to cross the finish line. <laughs> I'm imagining if everyone they... go buy something from Shop Taylor J and <laughs> shop with Maddie. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm imagining there being like one of those blue mailboxes, like at the 
airport and me like dropping them in as I'm like about to go through security <laughs> tomorrow. I know you guys have your your husband's friend from college that was his best man that's in Dallas. Maybe like would he be down I to know. do some shipping? <laughs> I know. I might have to call in some recruits um, <laughs> if the sales aren't adding up tomorrow, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Either way, we'll be back next week with another episode letting you know how we ended up and, yeah, setting our goals for June. As always, we are looking for listener questions to discuss on the air. So if you have any questions for us, any topics you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram. It is sisterswhoposh. And like we said earlier, it would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, those like totally make our day and it really helps our podcast reach new listen- listeners too. So check that out. Please yes. give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> and other than that, that's really all we have for you this week. And we'll talk to you soon. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye. <laughs>